This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 94. Coming up, we discuss the importance and benefits of mindfulness, especially around the holidays. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. This is a podcast that's dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small, healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Every other week, we'll sit down with a certified expert to discuss topics covering nutrition, fitness, and a whole lot more, and we're going to do it mindfully today. On this episode, we're diving deeper into mindfulness and how it's both important and beneficial to practice around the holidays. With me today is a well-being coordinator for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, Marissa Jarrett. Marissa, good to have you with us. Thank you, Chuck. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy you're here. And, you know, you've got a long history in dealing with health and wellness in the industry and and this idea of helping us navigate this space of not just all the stuff you're an expert at, personal training and group fitness, but also getting into mindfulness, you know, being present in the moment. And we kind of think of, I guess I do, the holidays is this happy, jolly time, right? And yet, for some, while it's filled with joy and excitement, it can also be very stressful, right? Oh, of course. The holidays bring with them so many challenges for people in so many different ways that sometimes we, you know, we want to get involved in all the happiness and joy, but sometimes, you know, that stress just kind of brings us down a notch and we really can't experience it to its full extent. Well, when you talk to others, when you think of you and your own family's life, what are these stressors you're talking about? Because I bet for some, they're saying, well, what's the stress? I love it. It's great. It's, you know, the food, the smells, the people, the family. What are you hearing, I guess, anecdotally? What are you seeing and what do you hear? What are those stressors we should be looking out for? Oh, you know, I think it's expectations, Chuck. You know, we have all of this expectation that everything has to be perfect, right? We have to serve the perfect meal. We have to have the perfect wrapping and the perfect bow, right? And, you know, sometimes that's not always possible. Yeah. And, you know, here we are. This episode is dropping, you know, one month to the day before Christmas Day. And there's so much gift giving going on. And, you know, we're also hearing of a new stressor. Maybe we haven't all thought about until this year and maybe last year, which is, you know, the supply chain. I mean, I've got to let my kids know. We've got five kids, Marissa. I have to let them know shop early <laughs> for my stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my, my little list. Make sure you get to it early. Yeah, Yeah. right. Chances are it's not going to be sitting there on the shelves or hanging on the rack in the store with everything going on. But you know what? Maybe this holiday season, it's not about the gift. Maybe this holiday season, it's slowing down and spending time with your loved ones and sharing memories with one another and finding out what you can do for them. Is there something that you can help them do? Maybe it's helping you know, your son or daughter, your mother or father prepare the holiday meal or do the shopping for them or do the wrapping of presents. Or maybe it's just sharing gratitude with your family and friends. Well, I agree with you. And you know, we're just coming past that. Thanksgiving, and my wife and I both had COVID a year ago right now during the week of Thanksgiving. So for us, these are very important holidays. It's not about the gifting. It's about the fact that we're healthy and we can actually gather with our kids. We had to wave off the whole thing last year. So for us, you're right. The importance of the important people in our lives is going to surpass everything this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. That's an excellent point. You know, the, the holidays looked very different. Yeah. Can we benefit from creating an action plan? Are you a fan of that? I don't mean a journal, but I guess, you know, what is it that we're putting in our phones or otherwise where we can actually create a plan to de-stress us? 
oh, you know, I think an action plan is probably a really good thing to have. Any plan, whether it's the holidays or even for work and anything that you're doing during the year, it just helps you from becoming overwhelmed. And especially during the holidays, Chuck, when we're so busy doing so many other things. And, you know, an action plan is going to look very different for everyone. And it's going to be based on their situation. But having it may help you stay on track during the holiday season. You know, a lot of people think that they have to have everything done and that can be so stressful. You know, you mentioned journaling. You know, yeah, you're not thinking in terms of journaling, but you do want to ask yourself some questions, right? What do you need to feel fulfilled over the holiday season? You know, is it your family? Is it your friends? Recognizing what challenges that you might have to face and how you might handle them. Asking yourself, you know, what is the one thing that you really want to do this holiday season? A lot of us, we've grown up with all of these holiday traditions and routines, but maybe that's not what works for you now. So is there something new? Or maybe there's just like one or two of your family traditions you had when you were a child that you really want to do this year. Maybe there's some other ones that you don't need to do them all. So find the ones that matter to you and plan on doing those, you know, and and then remembering to take care of yourself. During your action plan, you want to make sure that you're carving out time to take care of yourself, right? Spending time in the morning, planning your day, doing some reflection, making a list of what needs to get done, you know, have an action plan for how you're going to manage stressful situations and then have a backup plan. If things don't go according to plan, how are you going to handle that? So just anticipating an action plan helps you anticipate things that might come up during the holidays and then allows you to plan for them accordingly. Well, you know, you'll find this interesting, I hope, because my wife and I are similar in that we're kind of structured, but she wants everything in her phone. Like I schedule, I've got you know, a podcast to record with you today. So it's a joy. I've got that as a major thing in my calendar on my phone. For her, she may have eight things within almost the same time frame, and she likes to go back and check each one. And I asked her the other night, I said, why, if you've done it, and it's already in the rearview mirror, why are you putting a check mark? And her answer was really interesting to me. She said, it's a sense of accomplishment. I can take a deep breath and say, look at all the check marks. I'm done. I didn't miss one. And I thought, wow, I don't really think that way, but for her, it works. It's her system. Yeah, it works for a lot of people, Chuck. There's a sense of accomplishment, just like she said, when you get to check off things that you put on your to-do list. But during the holidays, focus on the ones that are really going to bring you joy, right? There are family and there are friends who matter to you more than maybe some others. So spend time with them during the holiday season. You know, other distant family members or distant friends, they'll understand that. You know, you can meet up with them after the holidays. You know, I think we just really, if we put some time into being mindful, slowing down, taking those breaths and focusing on what's important to us now, what matters now. I mean, if you really want to have the perfect holiday, slow down and notice your blessings. You know, like you said, your holidays this year are going to look very different than they were last year. Mm -hmm. So count that as a blessing that you get to be with your family and friends. Are you a fan of putting away your devices? So this idea of being present with me in the moment, you're really here and you're not distracted by ding, 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 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Put your devices away, right? And really connect with your family over a good meal or sitting by an open fire and having open conversations, you know, looking them in the eye, paying attention to their body language. If you have your face in your phone, you're not being receptive to them. You're not paying attention to them. You're not going to see if they smiled or you're not going to notice how they're holding their hands if they're nervous. But if your devices are away, you're not being bombarded by all of those alerts and text messages. And you're just, you're really being present with whoever it is you have sitting across from you or even during your family meals. You know, it's interesting that you point out this idea of sitting by a fire. It was just a couple years ago. Our youngest daughter is in her mid-20s. And I remember Susan and I looking at each other. It was over the holidays, probably over Christmas. And all the kids were going to bed and going back to their homes. And we thought, as we looked at each other, we said, did you ever think you'd be sitting by a fire with all of your adult children and whether they had a glass of wine or a glass of water was academic and just talking? And we, we thought, you know, it's a new season for us. And it was delightful. It was just a high point of the holidays. That is nice. And, you know, and maybe that's what it's about, too creating new traditions with your family, you know, especially as our children are growing up and becoming adults and maybe starting their own families. It's reassuring to know that you can create new traditions that are going to matter. And maybe it'll be something that they will continue later on down the line. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think we've come through, we're still coming through it, obviously, but we've come through the season where what was tradition handshakes, hugs, kisses, you know, turned into fist bumps at best. So I'm with you. I think it's just good we start to get at least meander back, you know, to the stuff we knew and we feel, you know, we get the warm and fuzzies about, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we slow down and we get to savor those moments, you know, with our family and with our children, it makes the season even more special for us, right? And when we can focus on them and the time that we have with them, it just really helps keep us from feeling overwhelmed. And now do us all a favor and talk about your online resources, because I know you've got, do you call them classes? What do you call them online that can help us with mindfulness and being present and in the moment? Yeah. So every Wednesday I launch a live meditation. They range in time from maybe two minutes to 15 minutes. They're all based in different locations and they're free to everybody. So you don't have to be a a blues member and they're all stored on demand. So if you can't register for one and attend it on Wednesdays at noon, you can always go on to our landing page at bluecrossvirtualwellbeing.com and find them all on demand. And you'll find many different techniques. You'll find mindfulness meditations that focus on different breathing techniques, box breathing. You'll find visualization meditations, meditations on gratitude. And gratitude is something so wonderful to have during the holidays. It helps us just become more compassionate as an individual when we practice gratitude. So these meditations are there and you can access them at any time. There's tapping meditations. One of uh, Cindy's favorites is the snowy yak meditation that I did last winter with snow falling on the yaks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yes, that's her favorite one. You know, the meditations, like I said, they're all over. They feature nature scenes, water scenes, you know, animals from our farm, cornfields, lots of nature. Because I love being out in nature. Nature is good for our well-being. So a lot of the meditations that I do are all based somewhere out in nature. 
nature. So there's a little bit of everything out there. Well, that's really cool. And, you know, the idea of getting out, even in the winter, right, when that snow is falling gently, whether it's a yak or Bigfoot, I guess it's academic, right? right? But <laughs> but really, I mean, that's why we watch the reindeer cam. And that's why we go outside without devices in our ears so we can hear the birds. And, you know, it can really add a different dimension to the mindfulness experience. Absolutely. And, you know, being outside during the winter, Chuck, is very different than being outside in the summer, especially after the snow has fallen and it just blankets the earth. There's a quiet that's very different than the quiet you might experience in the spring or summer months. And, you know, it's just, it truly is a wonderful experience to just get outside, dress for the occasion, right? Layer up and just find some place that you can sit and listen to the silence or listen to any birds that might be in the area. Watch the snow falling, you know, if it happens to be a day that the snow is falling from the sky and look up at the clouds. I mean, there's just so much to be grateful for. And there's just so much to notice out in nature if you slow down and take the time to observe it, feel it, hear it, notice it. I think those are great points. And it's hard when you're driving. You know, it's hard. There was a movement in America several years ago. I think it was called Look Up. We don't look up enough at the clouds, you know, and then they turn into funny videos online. Hey, that one looks like Mickey Mouse. But whatever it is, it's hard to do that when you're driving. You know, you can't really, you shouldn't be looking up and outside all the time. So when you're out for these walks, what a perfect time to engage, whether it's deer tracks in the snow or the shape of the clouds. I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. There's beauty to be found anywhere. But yeah, don't look up while you're driving. Did you want to double back on gratitude? Is that where you had a moment where you said, I want to come back to that? Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, one of the things I'd like to just suggest when you're sitting with family and friends this year, you know, we always talk about gratitude, right? You know, don't go to bed without writing down a couple of things that you're grateful for. Start your day with a grateful intention. But something that I've heard and I want to put into practice myself is you know, we always say, think of somebody that you're grateful for, right? Well, maybe this year, instead of a gift, you know, instead of trying to find that perfect gift for somebody, you know, just because maybe the best gift is writing a gratitude letter about somebody in your family that you're grateful for. Mm. And then after you've written it, read it to them. Don't just give it to them, but read it to them. Read it to them, you know, during dinner or if it's, you know, a long distant relative or friend, do it over Zoom or FaceTime or whatever you need to. But I just heard that and I just thought that was just a wonderful way to share an experience with a loved one. You know, I know we get caught up in the whole commercial aspect of the holidays, you know, and trying to find that perfect present for somebody. You know, and that's another thing too, causes a lot of stress, right? We feel like we have to spend all of this money. So set a budget for yourself. Know what you're going to spend, whether it's on gifts for friends and family, and even on your budget for food. Know how much you're going to spend. Stick to it. Don't go above it. That's going to help keep your stress levels down. Be a little bit more mindful where you shop, right? So maybe go shop locally at a little unique boutique as opposed to the big box stores, or make something or give something that's handmade. You know, if you haven't made it, you know, support somebody local. But putting a little bit more feeling behind your gift giving, I think, is something really nice. And, you know, you don't have to worry about spending a lot of money. And then after the holidays come, well, oh my gosh, it was stressful enough going into the holidays. Now you're getting all your bills for what you spent. And now you've just kind of created that whole cycle over again. Now, that's great advice. And you're talking about, you know, writing a letter and then reading it. I'm already kind of tearing up thinking about who I could read it to. 
And I suspect that those kind of moments become the precious ones that are a gift, you know, as you're suggesting, a gift all by themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And maybe a new tradition that you're carving out for your family or for the holidays. And it doesn't just have to be the holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. It could be birthdays and anniversaries as well. Well, you'll find this interesting. My watch just told me I should breathe. Of all times in my day, while I'm talking to you, Marissa, my watch told me it's time to breathe. I I don't have time right now. Oh, no, you do. You do. In fact, I'll do it with you, Chuck. Let's just take a breath right now. Okay, let's do it. Okay, ready? Take a deep breath in. And then exhale. See, and it's just that simple. Yeah. I could just duck in somewhere and just do that, and that's going to be good for me. Yeah, just take a breath. One breath, three breaths, ten breaths. You know, when you're feeling stressed, just getting in that oxygen, you know. And I always kind of think, you know, breathing in peace and positivity and letting go of negativity, you know, or breathing in peace and exhaling joy and passing it on to, you know, other people. We need more joy in the world. And tell us, uh, I guess, not to get too clinical, but when we talk about all that we've talked about, and it's so much good stuff, if we use mindfulness as the broad term for all of it, what is it that it actually is doing to affect our mental health? What are the outcomes we're actually able to point to and say, this is why it helps us, we should do it? Oh, you know, there are, you know, a lot of studies that show that mindfulness and meditation, you know, can reduce anxiety, stress, and depression, you know, and it has a lot of positive side effects, right? It improves our memory, our focus, our cognition. It helps improve relationships. It helps with compassion. It helps make us a little bit more empathetic to other people. And we just have an overall better quality of life but you just have to take time to do it. And, you know, mindfulness, you can do it anywhere. It's just being aware of what's happening to you right now in the moment, paying attention to any sensations, you know, that are happening in the body. And, you know, during the holidays, your body's going to tell you when you're stressed, right? You're going to have muscle tension. You might have trouble sleeping. If you recognize that, take a moment and just be aware of what's going on around you. Take a couple breaths. Meditation is a little bit more. You're taking time. You're specifically setting aside time to be mindful and to focus on something, whether it's an object or your breath. But mindfulness can be weaved into your day. You know, just like your watch reminds you, Chuck, it's time to take a breath. Take a breath. Whether it's one breath, you know, the three breaths, sitting for a minute, saying, hey, it's noon on a Wednesday, or, you know, I'm going to go check out one of those well-being meditations that Marissa does. I just need a few moments to just sit quietly or go outside and just spend a few minutes in nature looking at the clouds, paying attention to what's going on around you. Well, I talked to a friend of mine not too long ago, and it was I think this was pre-COVID. So, you know, some people are coming back to offices and things are changing, but they used to tell me they'd have to go from meeting to meeting to meeting, up and down a hall. And they said literally they figured out a way, it was a hack in their mind, to step into the janitor's closet, to open the door and just duck in, And they said, I would just breathe for like 30 seconds and I'd pop out with my notepads and my stuff and I would turn left and keep a going to the next meeting. And they said that little thing that I did multiple times a day, some days, was the one thing that was impactful in how they felt their meetings went. I thought, wow, what a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. We encourage everybody during our Tuesday and Thursday webinars that Cindy and I do, you know, this is how you should start off your meetings, you know, take a breath because you don't know where everybody's coming from, 
right? What kind of day they just had. And now you're all called into a meeting and, you know, you want to get everybody on the same page. So starting it off with a 30 second or 60 second moment to just focus on your breath. And then you can all collectively come together and start your meeting. They say you're more creative after you've spent some time in mindful meditation. So, you know, it would seem appropriate to do it before any big meeting, even before tests and things like that with your improved focus and memory and concentration. So definitely don't have anything to lose by taking a few minutes to breathe, whether it's in the janitor's closet or you know, even if it's your, yeah. <laughs> even if you're at yeah. home and your children are getting on your nerves, go sit out in your car in the garage for a few minutes, right? You know, yeah. or lock yourself in the linen closet. Well, we've got some fun suggestions in this episode. We've got snow on yaks. Thank you for that. Yeah. And we've got, you know, ducking into the janitor's closet to make yourself better for the day. So there you go. Who said we can't give you an idea to take away from the show? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think if you really want to embrace the joy of the season, just make time throughout the day to be mindful of what you're doing. Even when you're sitting down to eat a meal, you can be mindful about what you're eating. Think about what you're eating. Pay attention to the sounds, you know, the texture and the flavors. I think we just need to slow down and live in the moment and accept what is. Well, I think that's great advice. And I'm going to try to practice everything you talked about today because... All the extensions of health, healthfulness and wellness are all right there. Even now, you just said slow down when you're eating. Well, there's science that says when you do that, you probably will get fuller faster. You'll feel full. You're not going to be able to get away from the table. And maybe that diet or the lifestyle change, I think, as it's now called, maybe that'll work a little better. So there are all these off-ramps toward healthfulness and wellness that I think are awesome. Absolutely. Anything else you want to leave us with as we wrap things up today, Marissa? You know, I think... Practice self-compassion, practice gratitude, be aware of what you can control and can't control, and be willing to let go of those things that you can't control and enjoy the season, enjoy the holidays, be with your family and friends, be present. It's not about giving presents, it's about being present. That's awesome. And, you know, I didn't really tell everybody, at least in the setup, but I know we've spoken before, when you talk about watching the snowfall on the yaks, these are yaks that are on your farm, right? I mean, the, the, along with other animals, these are yours. Yes, they are <laughs> yeah. the yaks that are on my farm. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, listen, you have a beautiful rest of the holiday season, and thanks for all the great stuff. And we'll put in the show notes where people can go online and find those great videos that you release every Wednesday, because I think those can be helpful for all of us from the holidays and beyond into the new year too, huh? Oh, absolutely. They're available on demand. You can watch them anytime. And there's quite a library full from past weeks. All right, Marissa Jarrett, who's the well-being coordinator at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Happy holidays to you and your family, and thanks for your time today. Great to talk to you again. Thank you for having me on, Chuck. I appreciate it. Happy holidays to you and your family as well. Yeah, thanks so much. Hey, if you like this show, we want you to make sure you're getting all the episodes. And again, we will place in the show notes where you can find those episodes that Marissa was speaking about, the videos. We want to thank you for listening to this, the Healthier Michigan podcast. It is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. And if you like the show, you want to know more, you can check us out online at ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can get new, old episodes and all the rest on your smartphone, your tablet, whatever it is. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica. Be well. <laughs>